All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a chaos of the heart of the universe. Because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at them because we are human? When the stars rise back, they could plunge from the world to rise through the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not lift. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello, and welcome back, listeners. Today, we will be playing Session 1 of The Castle of Greed, a scenario written by Fedra Floru, aka me, and published by The Stars Are Right. This scenario is available to buy and run for your own groove. Just check our website or buy it directly on DriveThruRPG. Link below. Now, who are you all playing and how are you today? Brayden. Hey, Brayden, Brayden, Brayden. Playing Wendy Levine. And I've got the munchies. Noxicals. I am playing Vina McDonald, and uh, I quite fancy a burger. Lydia. Hi, I am playing the Reverend Ernest Culver, and I'm loving it. I'm probably going to get sued now. <laughs> Other fast food restaurants are available. <laughs> Seb. Hi, I'm Seb. I'm going to be playing Christina Hardy, our resident occultist. And my buns are tired from sitting down for so long. <laughs> and i am fedra your keeper for the day and let's slide her into this scenario they called vegas sliders back in the day (laughs) think about that one the sliders in this scenario okay let us begin we're in el dorado kansas in 1933 You have all been invited to a meeting with oil baron and entrepreneur Sam Madsen with regards to his wife. So far, you have been told that Sam's wife has been having emotional outbursts and hysterical episodes, claiming to see things. She's reportedly distracting him from his business and he would like it sorted. Money is no object, you just have to get it done this weekend. You're contacted by his secretary, played by Braden, Wendy Levine. Uh, she got in contact with you and offered a significant amount of money f- for your services. Before seeing his wife, Anna, at his house, he's invited you to the local Burger Castle chain to discuss your plan of action and hear your thoughts over some sliders. You are to be there at 7pm sharp on Friday the 16th of December, after his usual daily business is complete. So a little bit more information about each of you. Wendy Levine, you are Sam's new secretary and personal assistant. He hired you some months ago through Anna's recommendation. Your mother is a good friend of hers. You're still learning the ropes and this is your first big project. You are determined not to fail. Christina Hardy, you've been told that the wife, Anna, insisted on your services in particular. Dr. Vina MacDonald, You know that the businessman, Sam, requested the best psychiatrist money can buy and his secretary, Wendy, picked you. Reverend Ernest Culver, you know that Sam and his wife have been seen in your congregation before and you have been requested to reassure Anna with your religious guidance. So, let's say that, as as always, luck has it that you all arrive outside the Burger Castle at exactly 7pm at the same time You take a moment to look at the exterior of the small restaurant. It is indeed shaped like a castle. Its white brick walls are decorated with proud advertisements of their low prices. Only five cents a hamburger, get them by the sack. Before you enter the restaurant, uh, why don't you each tell us a little bit about what you look like and how maybe you'd introduce yourself to everyone else. Wendy, you've exited to um, to welcome everyone. Would you like to go ahead? Uh, Wendy Levine, 
pleasure, pleasure to meet you all. And she'll go around and shake everyone's hands. She is average sized uh, young lady um, who keeps her hair up. She's wearing glasses and has a smile on her face. She's dressed in a pantsuit and she'll walk up to you all and shake your hand and excitedly get you ready to go in so that you can uh, chat to the boss. Christina. Uh, Christina is uh, an attractive black woman. Uh, she has thick, dark hair, uh, which is uh, at this point in time covered with a uh, with a scarf. She believes that spirits are everywhere. If we look closely enough, or ourselves up to them, we can commune, harness their power for the forces of good. And yeah, she'll she'll go around and uh, you know take a introduce herself to everyone individually take take their hand and take a take a good hard look at their auras just to make sure that everything's in ship shape before we proceed wonderful uh, dr mcdonald okay so dr vena mcdonald uh is she's not the most attractive woman in the world she's uh got a slightly wonky eye and uh, she keeps her hair up in this sort of very severe sort of bun that she pulls back. She's dressed wearing quite professional but perhaps slightly out of date clothing uh, and she holds herself ramrod straight like really really upright um, and uh, she will sort of shake hands sort of heartily with everybody that comes to introduce themselves to her and will really stress the doctor in uh, Dr. Vena MacDonald as she introduces herself in turn. Reverend? So the Reverend Ernest Culver is a handsome young vicar. He's got a big smile and he goes around shaking everybody's hand and trying to make everybody feel as welcome and talk to as he can. Wonderful. You all enter the space inside and it looks deceptively large compared to the small exterior. The walls and floors are made of white porcelain and look sparkly clean. There are several little tables with stools dotted around and a few larger booths. In the distance, you can see a window leading to the kitchen. Even from where you stand by the front door, you have a view of a couple of line cooks cooking meat patties with chopped onions on large grills. It smells fatty and delicious. A fairly large man dressed in an ill-fitting suit with a red tie and several grease stains on him is sitting in one of the larger booths talking to a couple of men in suits. They seem a bit agitated. His face is round and clean-shaven and his eyebrows are bushy. He has a full head of dark hair and a large nose. While the booth is significantly larger than the stools, he looks quite uncomfortable in the seemingly insufficient space. He squeezes out as he sees you walk into the building. Uh, hello, welcome, welcome, hello. Come on, Wendy, are these, are these the kind people that will help us today? Uh, come on, have a seat. Y yes, sir, the, these are the, the guests you asked for. And she'll scooch in next to him. Wonderful, everyone, friends, uh, have a seat, seat yourselves. Reverend, great to see you. Ladies? And it's great to see you too. Ah, Mr. Madsen, lovely to meet you. And Dr. Uh, Dr. McDonald will uh, incline her head slightly in a sort of professional nod, but she won't say anything except to shake hands. As you kind of sit into the booth with him, he dismisses the men in suits. Um, and then he says, what can I get you? I'll order you some food. You have to try the sliders here. They're, they're the, the best. Waiter. Sliders, please, for everyone! If that's what you recommend, then uh, you are the man who knows these things. Just out of interest, Keeper, were we told there was going to be, like, a gang of us working <laughs> on his wife? Or was I expecting to sort of turn up and, you know, be the single professional taking care of I don't her? know, what would you have said, Wendy, when you invited everyone? Would you have warned them, or would you have, uh... <laughs> Refrain from mentioning the varying disciplines at hand here. Yeah, I would have told everyone that Mr. Madsen requires their help, but I wouldn't have given them any clarity as to whether there'd be other people here. There you go, you have your answer, Dr. MacDonald. 
Hmm. Well, it's a surprise to see everybody here today, but uh, many hands make light work, and I'm sure that we can all work together and uh, really help Ms. Madsen bring her back to herself. Yes. Just to be clear, I am used to working on my own in these regards. Um, I will need time alone with your wife in order to discuss the underlying traumas that she's experiencing. May I ask who these other people are and why they're here? Oh, uh, I thought you'd have introduced yourselves to each other, but uh, very well. Uh, Wendy, would you do the honours? Yes. Well, I- I've met them. They said hello, but I don't understand why they're here. Well, uh, as they say, uh, tackle a problem from multiple ends and it will be a problem no more. I'm a businessman, you see. I don't just leave things to fate or to one person. We just, we do as much as we can and then the problem goes away. God helps those who help themselves. I fully believe this, sir. That's right, and I believe I'm paying handsomely enough to uh, deserve your services. Hmm. Besides, Doctor, it's like a good joke. A doctor, a reverend, and a spiritualist walk into a burger joint. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought all that stuff about spirits was ironic. Oh, no, not at all. Well, as long as we're talking about the Holy Spirit, ma'am. No, no. There's more. You just gotta be willing to listen. Well, uh, you can talk about all of this when uh, you're alone, but first let me let me give you a little bit of uh, the lowdown. So as I've, um, as, as you might already know, um, my wife, the wife's unwell, and uh, when she's unwell, I'm unhappy. She kept me up at night nagging about my recent purchase of this wonderful chain of restaurants. Isn't it wonderful? You see it. It's, it's the best. She's talking nonsense about wild dogs and black men telling her I'm going to die or something. Something like that. Um, well, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> you know how it is, sir. A sack of sliders arrives in front of him and he puts an entire slider in his mouth. A literal sack. <laughs> what? A stack, not a sack. But they, oh, stack. they do sell sack. them by the sack. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why I was like, what? Like a the sack is sack to go. This is, uh, the stack is, is for the table. Stack of sliders puts a full one into his mouth before he continues speaking. Or well, I thought to myself, if you can't help her, then I don't know who can. Do whatever you need. Uh, what she asks, what she doesn't ask, as long as she doesn't interfere, ah, delicious, with my business, and she stops trying to tell me what to do, okay? Uh, then, then have your, have your sliders, they're delicious. Just, she's at home now, waiting for you, and uh, your guest rooms are also ready for the weekend. Uh, I do have some more business to attend to here in the meantime, he says, and glances back down at his burger stack. So... What's what your plan? What's your plan here? Well, I would wish to begin by speaking to your wife. Mm. Yes, important. But, you know, don't listen too much. <laughs> she can be a bit tiring like that. I'm, I'm afraid that the nature of my business means that I must listen you know, to your I, wife know, I don't in great wanna, I don't want to know. You, yeah, the, you, you do what you need to do. As, as long as it's effective and uh, efficient, that's the main thing. Hmm. Uh, how about you, uh, what's, what's your name? Uh, uh, Christina, uh, sir. Yeah, well, I didn't personally ask for you, but, you know, the wife was like, oh, she's so lovely. So I thought maybe, you know, your presence would help make her more malleable and all that. Um, but, you know, don't, don't. Get her too excited about that that metaphysical stuff you do. Just try to just you know make a smile or whatever, and then the other the other people can just you know get 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 through get through to her. You don't want to excite her too much about being right. The important thing is that she can just know that she can just you know shh. That that's the main thing, and hopefully all together you can just. Get those silly ideas about interfering with my business out of your out of your, out of your head. Christina will smile at the guy. <laughs> um, you can tell like the smile doesn't quite reach her eyes, and she'll say, uh, "Of course, Mister Madsen, I'm sure." Wait, are you eating any of the sliders? Have one. They're delicious. Did you? You're all having one. You're enjoying them. 
Oh yeah, yeah, these are these are our best sliders I have had in some time, so mm, I thought so. <laughs> I think Vina will look down at hers on her napkin with distaste, like she's expecting someone to give her cutlery. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. Come on, just do it. <laughs> Christina won't look at the food, she'll just look at Mr. Madsen and will say, uh I'm afraid uh, I don't might have much of an appetite. Uh, Thank you, nonetheless. You know, I, well, when I first visited this place, after I bought it as an owner, I just, you know, I was so surprised by how small and compact it is, but how everything, everything just fits in there. I, like, I spent a whole day doing it, giving it a thorough inspection. Time flew. It was, it was really just, but everything, everything is just beautiful in here. Honestly, I love this place. I can't, phew, I love this place. It's men like you, sir, who are going to bring us out of these hard times, this hard economy we're in. We need your kind of uh, vision. Mm. That's what America was built on. Oh, yeah, the American dream. That's 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 what I live for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, praise Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give Jesus four out of five stars. <laughs> if Jesus was here. I would, I would. Imagining Wendy's like readying herself to finally eat a bit of hamburger or something and she lifts it up to her mouth and he exclaims and a chunk of burger meat from his mouth lands on top of the burger and she puts it back down slowly. Wendy, I imagine, would have had to eat, like eat them during her interview as well. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's part part of the job. job, uh... Yep. So, is there anything else you need before, you know, you make your way to the house? I have everything I need in my bags. As do I. I think we're ready to go then. Okay. Can I get a psychology from everyone, even though you haven't asked? Yes, you can. (laughs) Since you are so nicely, of course. Oh yeah, that's an extreme success. We're going extreme, huh? I failed. I got 89. I'm in a burger coma already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a normal success. Extreme. From Christina. You can tell that his appetite is substantial. I mean, that's not too hard to pick up from the way he's gorging down those sliders. Uh-huh. Um, when he's talking about like his business and he's eating food, you get he gets like a glimmer in his eye. Um, it's it's kind of concerning, but like you know, it, you can tell that other things in his life, for example, his wife, are more of an inconvenience compared to whatever this is. With extreme successes from Wendy and Doctor McDonald, you feel uncomfortable at the type and amount of his desire for these things. It's like, you know, it's like, you're not very spiritually inclined, so you wouldn't call it an aura, but there's something about him that just gives you the chills. Like, like, like there's something about him, like on a biological level, that's like, uh, you might have met people like him in the past, you might not have, but it doesn't feel like something that you can quite, grasp in a logical sense sure i mean i can imagine she pulls out a little notebook and writes a bunch (laughs) of notes about you know trying to fill the hole from uh, the lack of love from his mother with food Mm -hmm. and uh, and what have you but but you're saying it's it feels like more than something i can find a, a sort of psychological reason for yeah you might have encountered people like that in your line of work before but there is something like excessive about it you know like a very uncomfortable way Yes. Mm. Uh, and with that, he dismisses you, giving you directions to his house where you can find uh, Anna, his wife. Now, who is driving and who isn't driving? I'm pretty sure the Reverend would have a car. He'd be happy to drive everybody if they uh, if they don't have their own transport. I'm local, so I assume I probably get a lift here, and my credit rating isn't that high, uh, so. Uh, Re- Reverend, can I jump in with you? Well, of course, of course, of course. And he opens the door for you. I'll Thank join you. you as well, if you don't mind. Absolutely, more the merrier. Come on in. Plenty of room here. 
Nice to get a chance to get to know one another while we're on our way. Maybe along the along the way we can roll our luck scores as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close to remembering. <laughs> Why change the habit now? I was like, I'm gonna do it while they describe themselves. I'm gonna do it, and then I forgot again. <laughs> uh, okay, are you all going in the Reverend's car then? If it's big enough for us all. What kind of car do you drive, Reverend? The Model T Ford, is that a thing at this point? Or is that a bit earlier? Yeah, it's one of those big cars you see in, in the old movies with like the running boards on the outside. Nice. And like the big kind of, almost like a cab with the really high ceiling. In the 1930s, they, um, they sold Model T conversion kits because times were tough. So you could ah. turn your tractor into a Model T. <laughs> oh, wow. How about that? Really? <laughs> yeah, apparently so. That's, that's, that's quite impressive. That is fun. Step into my Model T Ford, then you <laughs> kick it and kick it and it's a lawnmower. <laughs> still a scarecrow in the back seat from back home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you make your way to the Madsen home. Maybe 20, 25 minute drive. Um, I imagine Vida, Vina, sorry, pulls herself across to the side of the seat she's in, like as far as she can be from other human beings, like her <laughs> knees tightly together, her hands primly held on her knees, just looking disapprovingly out of the window at everything. You are right there, Doctor. You seem a little tense. I am uh, unused to working in these conditions. You mean travelling in cars? <laughs> I get the doctors make a lot of money, but I didn't realize you were at the point of being able to get a plane everywhere. <laughs> Helicopter. <laughs> I merely meant that I'm used to helping patients on a one-to-one -one basis. I, uh, I'm not entirely certain how this will work, and also I'm concerned that uh, Mrs. Madsen's problems may uh, stem at least partly from her husband. You know, I'm, I'm not certain that I will have time to do anything about that particular problem. I'm getting that feeling myself. Oh, now come on, he's a pillar of the community, he's a strong man, he's a provides for her. What more could a woman want? He's a job creator. Absolutely. Hmm. Still, Doctor, I, I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, you know what they say, it's always good to broaden your horizons, try new things. I never say that. Besides, if, if you need some alone time with Mrs. Madsen, I'm sure the rest of us can find other ways of occupying ourselves for a little while. Well, uh, a lot of the things that you're saying, Doctor, are very true. Uh, Mr. Madsen does have his quirks about him. Uh, his wife, she she has some things going on with her. And it, it's, it's hard to explain. That may not just be caused by him. How long have they been married? 28 years. <laughs> 28? <laughs> Poor woman. <laughs> I, I think you might have made that up, have you? I did. <laughs> I do have a timeline somewhere. She is 28 years she old. She is 41 and they got married at 20. So she was 21 years, not 28. Okay, okay. Oh, wow, okay. You, went too you get far, less for murder. Yeah. You gotta be careful when guessing. I might actually have the answers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 75 oh. years. <laughs> They've been married for a thousand years. <laughs> Did it I not mention that like those yeah. vampires? Uh, <laughs> uh, 21 um, years, you see. Okay, so when you say 21 years, Vina will, Vina's eyebrow will shoot up uh, and she'll say, uh, and these problems have only um, manifested recently? Or has she had nervous conditions in the past? Uh, I've only been hired recently. Uh, so I'm not too sure, unfortunately, but does strike me as a nervous uh, lady. I suspect that Mr. Madsen gets through secretaries faster than he gets through wives. Hmm. Well, it must be a very fast-paced role. He's clearly a go-getter. 
I mean, Vina will just, she will just, she won't even hide it. She will just roll her eyes at you. <laughs> uh, wonderful. And uh, with that, you arrive. Uh, the Madsons live in a big house with three stories and many, many windows. Its roof is slanted with several peaks and it has a raised porch with beautiful flowers. You're let in by a maid who asks you to take a seat. The interior has a hardwood floor and holds several sofas and very comfortable looking armchairs. There are light fixtures hanging from the ceiling and you spot a little bookcase in the corner that seems to hold some fiction as well as some nature and animal related books. Uh, in the air wafts the aroma of meatloaf, presumably cooking in the kitchen nearby. The maid tells you that Anna will be with you in a minute. Well now, I think uh, a minute's probably long enough for us to roll those luck scores. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> what on earth do you keep talking about? What's a luck score? <laughs> is, that, is this a reasonable time to do that, or am I being obtuse? Let's do it. Nice. Okay. Like scores for all. Oh no. Thirty. <laughs> Wendy, why? Twenty-five. Okay. Twenty-five. Yeah. Wow, I got you, fifty-five. Uh, this seemed to be the highest one. Yep. Is that the best yep. luck? We got a twenty-five, a thirty, wow. a forty-five, and a fifty-five. I, this is the most horrendous team luck we have ever rolled in this game. Congratulations! I'm here for it. Congratulations! I, I hope you don't three, a one, and a one. <laughs> hope you don't count. I'm not counting on having luck. Yeah, let's hope not. He needs it. You know, I, I regret pushing so hard for this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you never had like this would have been a problem. The like, dice heard yeah, and the is, dice punished you. This is karma. <laughs> this is the backseat keeping karma. <laughs> As you're sitting there uh, contemplating all the misfortunes that have befallen upon you in your life so far, Anna comes down the stairs to meet with you. Anna is an attractive, curvy woman with tan skin, brown hair, and green eyes. Um, she is wearing overalls and work shoes, even though she lives in this big, fancy house. Her hair is in a messy bun that's covering the back of her neck. However, right now she looks exhausted, ill, and possibly a bit malnourished. The dark circles under her eyes are clearly visible, and she gives you a small smile as she slowly makes her way to a nearby seat. The Reverend will stand up as soon as she enters the room. Oh, hello. Would you like a drink, something to eat? Uh, the meatloaf isn't quite ready, but uh, uh, I, I have some, some fruit. Would you like anything? Uh, you must have travelled so far, some of you. Thank you so much for coming. And oh, Miss Hardy, I'm such a fan of your work. I've... I've heard a lot about you. I'm so glad you could make it. I know that uh, my husband has been silly putting you all in, in such trouble. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, please, can I get you anything? Uh, a glass of water would suffice for me. Georgia, a glass of water for the, for the doctor here? Any Anything else? Anyone else? Take a sweet tea if you've got it. Oh yes, I won't want to put you in any trouble, but sure, some sweet tea sounds sounds fabulous. Wonderful, wonderful. You you had you had them. Thank you. So, uh, how are you all? Uh, you must be tired for your from your journey. The your rooms are ready. If if you wanted to leave your suitcases, or if if you uh, I've made some some space for you if you wanted to unpack. Uh, uh, I'm so sorry for the trouble again. Mrs. Madsen, you don't need to worry unnecessarily on my account. Now please, take a deep breath. We're all here to help. You don't need to worry about our well-being. Absolutely. <sighs> Ms. Madsen, we're just here to uh, see you back to your old self. Your husband is right worried about you. <laughs> worried about me that's that's nice and he gives a big reassuring smile <laughs> Aww. Um, even though he's lying 
he gives a big reassuring smile. Well, uh, I doubt you can do much from here, seeing that my husband is, is, is paying you to <laughs> shut me up, isn't he? <sighs> I'm sure that your uh, husband's actions come from a place of concern and compassion, Mrs. Madsen. <laughs> and I can assure you that I will do my best not to shut you up, but to help you to feel better. That is my business. Uh, Christina will, will wait for the doctor to finish speaking, leave a brief uh, a brief pause for the words to sink in, and then say, Annie, your husband's an ass, but we'll do what we can for you. <laughs> I think I think Vida will actually like do a little slight little sort of spit laugh at that and then sort of immediately sort of regain her decorum. Reverend is shocked. But he says nothing. But you just kind of see his eyes get big for a minute. Sorry, Father. Uh, uh, well, hmm. you're not wrong. You know, he wasn't always like that. It's hard to believe right now, but he's been through a lot. Well, he's a hard-working man, and these are hard times. It's... You know, sometimes uh, big changes can throw people's uh, balance off. Mm. You get the feeling when Christina says balance, she's not referring to uh, an in-ear issue. Um, <laughs> what, when would you say you first noticed the change? Was there anything that seemed to set it off? Um, well, Sam was always quite an ambitious man, but he was also can, kind and caring in his own, own way. Last month, his father died. The grief changed him. He became more distant, spent more time at work. Only recently, he seemed to be a bit more excited about his purchase of that restaurant and the food. I loathe to take his joy away from him, but I don't know how to say this. It'll kill him if I don't. And why do you believe that? Miss Madsen. Do we have to talk about this right now? Maybe we can talk about you for a bit. But what's it like being a psychiatrist? I've always wondered. You can see she's just kind of struggling. I, uh, I have the great privilege of being uh, one of the first women in my field. And uh, I also have the great privilege of helping people. It is hard work, but it is honest work. And I believe that I make a difference. And I also believe that I can make a difference for you. Now please, take a seat. Um, so, I know this might uh, sound very medical to you, but I fear it's not. She looks at you, Christina. So, um, I, I, something happened to me. Um, I... 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 can't... <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it without sounding crazy, uh, but I haven't been able to sleep. I've been having flashbacks and I've been remembering what happened uh, at the lake. I've been trying to, to get it out of my head, to draw it, to make it stop but I'm not able to, and I fear that it's not just in my head. I can assure you, Mrs. Madsen, nothing you can say will surprise me or shock me. I knew a gentleman who believed that every red car in New York was trying to kill him, but only the red ones. So please, you can tell us anything. We can start with the lake if you'd like. <sighs> you mentioned something happened there? Yeah, you tell us. We'll listen. So, um... Maybe it's, uh... Maybe it's easier if I just show you the drawings. Uh, I, can, I can... I can get them for you. Give me a moment. She, she starts to kind of slowly get herself up and try to make her way to the stairs kind of weakly. Out of interest, as she's uh, uh, sort of during this conversation, as she's getting up and walking away, it, is there anything I can roll to try and like perceive her aura? 
<laughs> in some way. Like, like, because I, I can tell, like, from the way you've described her, it seems like there's a vibe of, like, she is unwell, sort of visibly. But is there anything that I notice? Do the, do the spirits whisper? What, what, is it? what would you like to roll for that? Uh, I mean, if I could roll a cult, that would be dreamy. Um, but, uh, failing that, maybe a psychology? You can roll a cult if you like, but I have, I'm giving you no guarantees that what you decide you think is going to be accurate. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> that is a hard success for yes. 19. Okay, so you feel like this is the aura of a deeply haunted woman. You are concerned that the spirits are trying to communicate something dark to her and it's killing her because she hasn't got the power to obey the spirits and it's your job to help her. She goes upstairs and grabs a piece of paper and then slowly makes her way back down, putting it on her lap. So she becomes quiet for a few minutes holding the picture, her hands trembling. Uh, Miss Madsen, we really are just here to help you. Why don't you show us that picture? Hmm? She unfolds the paper, still holding it tightly. She says, Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I, I work at the El Dorado Lake in conservation. I sometimes stay until later in the evening, finishing up paperwork. I'm usually tired since Sam had... But since Sam bought that place, I've been having these um, encounters. First, I hear the howling, but not like the coyotes howl, something different. I yelped once, but of course no one could hear me. And then I... I saw him. A, a man? Wearing a cloak, maybe? I, I couldn't see clearly, perhaps. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. She goes silent for a bit longer. No. The truth is, I did see him. I saw him. And I know it makes me sound mad. Maybe I am mad. He, he smiled at me. A wide, toothy, terrifying grin covered in flames. Is that even possible? Everything went dark. She closes her eyes, her voice rising as if she's suddenly finding herself back in that place. I can't see. And then, like in a dream... I saw the most horrifying vision I could ever imagine. She collapses in her seat, trembling as if the air around her has frozen. I... I see my husband, Sam. He's looking unwell. Older, maybe? I, I look around. He's at that horrible hamburger place he bought. It's late at night. He's using a deep fryer. He, he doesn't work there. I see no uniform. No. He's hungry. He's he's cooking for himself. To, to, to feed himself. Oh, oh, I'm getting this sick, queasy feeling in my stomach. And then his arm. Sam's arm. It's in the fryer. He's hurting. I can feel it. She clutches her own arm uh, as she says this. He doesn't pull it out. Why? Wait. No, he, he does. And, and he bites into it. Stop. He's eating himself. Anna holds back herself from puking. There is blood everywhere, but he can't stop. And, and then his eyes, his eyes roll back, teeth clench, force the floor. D d d d dead. She looks up to you for a brief moment. All I know is that if Sam doesn't get rid of this dreadful place, this will happen, I can feel it. I just know he's in danger. <sighs> she starts crying uncontrollably. <laughs> I'm assuming you're all a little bit shaken, so 
Before that, I'd like to know if you believe that her vision is a true prophecy or not as your character, and I'd like a sanity roll regardless. I do not. But I will have that sanity roll. I refuse. (laughs) 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 I've I've passed. Then you don't lose any Um, sanity. Christina absolutely believes it. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I lawyer that given that I already had an inkling that dark spirits were involved, I'm slightly prepared for this, and therefore Let's get a bonus die on my sanity roll. Let's find out whether you're prepared. The dice will tell. <laughs> because this is quite a horrifying thing, and you believe that it might happen, and that's a lot of responsibility. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I was just trying to lawyer for a bonus die. Nah. You don't get sanity bonus dice. Yeah, is that a thing? Fair. Hmm. I don't know. The Reverend is open to the idea that she is genuinely seeing something dark. Uh, perhaps even demon possession is a possibility, but he isn't convinced of that right off the bat. I think his first inclination is that she's just really worried about how hard her husband's working because, you know, she's a, a soft, gentle woman and it's her duty to support her husband. and. Clearly, she's trying to be, you know, keeping her feelings to herself and all those kind of 1930s attitudes. But um, I think there is something profoundly disturbing in this for him. And he does start wondering whether there is something more at play. What did you roll for sanity? Oh, 31. Yes, I have passed. Okay, lose one. Okay. For wandering. How about everyone else? Christina has failed. And she believes. So that's 1d4 plus 1. Great. Let's do it. I'm ready. How about Wendy? Does she believe and what did she roll? She thinks there's something more going on there. I think she'll be quite shaken by this. And she failed her Sunday roll. So does that mean she believes this is real? Or is it just shaken but doesn't believe this is a real prophecy? I don't think she, I don't know whether she believes in like the supernatural aspects of it, but I guess she doesn't believe. Okay, that's one, two, three. You're still shaken. Two. Okay. How does everyone react to their sanity loss? Anna is still crying uncontrollably. She's kind of begging you to believe her repeatedly. The Reverend shivers and he closes his eyes for a moment and he swallows and then he sets his shoulders. And he says a quick prayer under his breath. And then he goes and he tries to sit next to her and pat her hand in a way that he doesn't intend to be condescending, but it's him and it probably is. (laughs) (laughs) She's honestly so distressed that she doesn't even, she barely realises you're there. (laughs) Yeah. I think Vina will also go and sit next to Anna if she can on the other side. Sort of place her hand professionally (laughs) upon her shoulder and... uh, say sort of gently to her you know take your time take take your breath it's okay you're among friends nothing here can harm you are you trying to calm her down absolutely would you like to roll psychoanalysis i'd love to roll psychoanalysis i've never played a character with psychoanalysis this is a heavy psychoanalysis scenario i that was one of my purposes of writing it i was like i that is yeah that's a standard success, 62 versus 75. She starts breathing a bit more evenly, and uh, she's still she's still distressed, but not as panicked. She says, please, I just... What I need your help with is to help me change Sam's mind. Make him see that he can't, he can't put himself in such danger. You, you see. I, um... Don't think I will be in a position to change your husband's mind about anything, Mrs. Madsen. But I really would like to talk to you in more detail to see what solace I can bring you. These visions, these distressing things that you're seeing, you must understand that a dream, a vision, whatever depths of one's psyche or subconscious it may come from, it cannot hurt you. And it cannot hurt your husband. No. No. You're you're wrong. This is real. Christina, Miss Hardy, you you believe me, don't you? 
You will die if I do nothing. I couldn't live with myself and... You have to believe me. Maybe if, maybe if you go to the lake, maybe if you see it yourself, maybe it's still there. Maybe then you'll, you'll see that he's in danger. I know it. I am a logical person. I... Never, this has never happened to me, but I know it was real. I believe you, Anna. <gasps> Thank you. You will stop him. Like you said, maybe a trip to the lake is in order. Doctor, Reverend, if you're up for it. And uh, Wendy, of course. Just be careful. I feel like time might not be on our side. Of course, by now you've seen the you've all seen the paper on her lap, and it does mm -hmm. depict both that strange cloaked figure. It's a crude drawing with kind of colored pencils, and then the burger castle with a dead man in it. Well, if you don't think we got time to go to the lake, we could always try contacting the spirits here. <sighs> no. Uh, no. Excuse no. me. No. 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 No, please. Please don't. I, I can't see him again. Well said, ma'am. I can't see him again, please. There'll be no contacting a spirits while I'm here. I know, I... Stop. Mrs. Madsen, please. It's okay. And Vina will give a really sharp look at, uh, at our resident maybe, psychic. Maybe if I go, maybe if I hide in my room, then you can contact him. But I can't, I can't see him again. Do you, do you understand? Of course. of course. Saying that, I do think that a trip to the lake might be a good idea. Not, not. I, I, if we all go together, no, I'm, I'm, all of us. No, I'm not. You're here no. with a, a doctor, a man of God, and Christina. <laughs> <laughs> we can go and and see that it's just a lake. No, I'm not going. I'm sorry, I, I can't see him again. I I just need to save Sam. If, if you don't believe me, you can go, but I'm not. I'm, I, I refuse to. Not even in the presence of a, a man of the cloth? I'm sorry, but this is stronger than all of us. And it knows what it wants, and it won't leave me alone until until it gets it. You truly believe this, uh, this being genuinely means your husband harm, ma'am? And you too? It's... It's trying to warn me. If I get through to him, then it, he won't die. But I don't know how to do it. He never listens to me. Maybe it will. he will listen to all of you. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Ma'am, I, I believe your husband's a good man and he only wants the best for you and for the people of this town. Not right and now. And for his business. But uh, I, I can see how hard he works and uh, maybe we can persuade him to take a little bit of time out he has to let go of this burger castle he can get whatever other business he wants but they said the this restaurant will be his death well that is something i can believe i saw the way he ate all of those sliders yes why don't we go pick him up and bring him here and, and get him to listen <sighs> doesn't seem to have taken in any of what you've said and maybe helping him understand how you feel with the good people here that he's hired could show I, him what kind of distress I have tried yes maybe maybe that's that's a good idea I have tried but maybe with you here he, he will, maybe he will finally listen maybe I have um, undertaken couples therapy. <laughs> In, uh, in my practice in New York. I'd be very happy to mediate that discussion. Every marriage has its problems, ma'am. I mean, even Adam and Eve. They must have rowed on occasion. <laughs> you make a good point. We'll bring you back together, ma'am. Don't you worry. Let's say we go pick him up. Will he still be at the restaurant? What time does he usually clock off, ma'am? Late later than this well uh maybe we should go to the lake and then go pick him up on the way home how's that that just don't be too long it could happen any day now 
Would it bring you any solace if we were to uh, take a walk to the lake with, without you, of course, and uh, returned hale and hearty and unharmed? Um, no, I'm afraid. Um, I'm afraid. I know. I don't know if it's it's still there. It might just be haunting me. My only solace would be if Sam stopped spending time at that horrible, horrible castle. Clearly there's a need to get Sam away from that place. Or to get that place away from Sam. Seems maybe uh, the doctor and reverend here need a little more convincing of how pressing the issue is. I can assure you that I am absolutely convinced that Mrs. Madsen is in great distress and that it is directly linked to her husband's purchase of this burger castle. Uh-huh. But you don't believe that Sam's in danger? Well, not in the same sort of danger that Mrs. Madsen believes him to be in. No, it is clearly uh, a delusion. <laughs> to her, utterly real and unpleasant and completely understandable. I believe the devil can sow discord amongst even the happiest people, the strongest marriages. <laughs> I don't think it's the devil and I don't think it's a delusion. Oh, oh, sorry, ma'am. I, I didn't mean to upset you. I just wish you would believe me. Anna, honey, you're not crazy. I know what's going on here. These two will as well. I hope so, before it's, it's too late. Come, could we get you settled somewhere, Mrs. Madsen, somewhere comfortable, where you can regain your composure, take some time, feel ready to talk to me in more detail. I will take a walk with my friends here and uh, down to this lake, and then when I return we can discuss my experiences there. Would that be acceptable to you? Sam, you have to talk to him. Yes, and we will. We will. Once he returns, I will make it clear to him in no uncertain terms that there will be no resolution to this situation without him engaging in the process as well. What if it's too late? Nothing's too late, ma'am. The maid appears. Ma'am, the meatloaf's ready. Would uh, your, um, your company, you would, would you like to eat? Um, I'm not hungry, Georgia. I'm famished, but it sounds like we're a little tired for time. Don't suppose we could take some for the road, could we? <laughs> Threw it in the car. <laughs> could we Could we get a sack full of this meatloaf? <laughs> Mr. Manson uh, ruined my appetite before. I wouldn't mind some meatloaf. I'm quite hungry. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll bring up some plates and... Uh, do they have... Tupperware? I think that's a 50s thing, isn't it? Yeah. I can bring you a sack. <laughs> they probably had like a crock pot thing, not crock pot, but like a, a ceramic pot, I would imagine. <laughs> you can take the you whole pot with take you. Take things in. <laughs> you know, like a casserole dish. <laughs> you can bring your plates. <laughs> Sandwiches, meatloaf sandwiches, those are a thing, aren't they? <laughs> Especially in the 30s. <laughs> oh, great. That that will do it. She brings you meatloaf sandwiches. She brings one to Anna as well, but she just looks at it and says, I've, um, I, I seem to have lost my appetite. Um, I... Oh, come on, ma'am. You need to keep your strength up. I just, I feel sick. I suspect that Mrs. Madsen has had more than enough of being told what to do. Now come, have a lie down. <laughs> come, do this. Exactly, that's, that's exactly the point. Um, you know. And if she can, she'll sort of guide her to somewhere where she feels comfortable lying down and set her to and try and calm her down ahead of going back downstairs to have a sharp conversation with. Uh, the other two members of this party. Okay. Um, Anna weakly goes upstairs and lies down. But uh, as she said, she 
has a lot of trouble sleeping because of the memories. Is there, is there anything I can do to try and help her calm or settle her? I'm sure you have some morphine on you. No, I, well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if I have if I have sedatives, I'll give her a sedative. Okay. Absolutely. Um, it's reasonable if it's reasonable for me to have sedatives. I will absolutely give her a sedative. Yeah, um, it seems like a psychiatrist would have sedatives, but they might be a yeah. little bit stronger than, you know, than required <laughs> in general. Back in the day, <laughs> well, and you know. I, and I, yeah, and I, uh, whilst I want her to be restful right now, I do want her to be in a position to talk to me later. I'll give her a half dose of my chosen sedative. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. And the Reverend will offer to give her a blessing as she lies down and tries to take a nap, if that's what she's going to do. Okay, sounds good. She seems kind of partly reluctant to take the sedatives because she feels like she has to be vigilant, but also some sleep does sound really nice. So at the end, she does take it. Um, for some reason, I have the image of you chloroforming her, but that's not what you do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would like to... I... <laughs> I'd like to use the sedative, which is what I call the large kosh in my bag. I'll smack her behind the head. Yeah. The classic <laughs> mallet sedative. <laughs> yeah. I've got hot sauce in my bag. Pharmacology was in its infancy. <laughs> oh, I love it. And then, yes, you go sleep and you have some time on your own almost, because George is going about dusting and things and packing, making your sandwiches. Um, but you have some time without Anna. Once she's settled, I'll go downstairs and I will say, it is absolutely imperative that we do not humour this woman's delusions. If you tell her that the things that she claims to have seen are real, it will make her worse. Do you wish to bring her distress? And she's pointing this mostly at Christina. Uh-huh. Christina will stand up and like glare back at you and say... Um, What's distressing, Doc, is when someone believes something to be true and they're told they're delusion. I happen to think that Anna's telling the truth. I've seen things like this myself before. Just because you don't believe, don't mean it ain't true. I have seen things like this before as well. I've seen numerous people with troubling, and to them, utterly real, experiences and delusions of the most horrifying sort. But I'm yet to meet the real second coming of Christ, despite the number of people who believe themselves to be so, and I'm yet to meet anybody for whom these were any more than delusions. Now, this ain't nothing to do with Christ, Doctor. But keep building your straw man if you need to. I'm not building any straw man, I just wish to help this woman. I do think that talking to her husband is a good idea, incidentally. Ladies, ladies, the devil's a deceiver above all things, and we cannot let him come between us. If indeed it is the devil here, she could just be a very worried, very sick woman, but we need to find out more before we know. Either way. Why don't you let him prove it to you? Or try to, anyway. Well, I intended to walk down to this lake anyway so that I could say to Mrs. Madsen that I had, and I had not been beset by a strange, dark figure, nor had I deep-fried and eaten my own arm. <laughs> she herself said that she didn't think the spirit was at the lake anymore. Said she thought maybe it was haunting her instead. So I don't know the walking to the lake and back is going to prove anything. I think a bit of fresh air could help us all. It's a start. It's the first step on the journey to showing her that her experiences aren't real. Now come along. Let's take a walk. You can point out all the leprechauns on the way. And uh, on your way to the lake, we're going to finish up for tonight. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Lydia, Seb, and of course our amazing co-editors, Jason and Hal. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out the scenario book on our website and on DriveThruRPG. Maybe send it some love with a review. 
We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaride.com forward slash reviews. Thank you. <laughs>